It's another Browns win, one step closer to the playoffs. Speaking of playoffs, fantasy football playoffs in full swing. we got a big show. Let's get to it. The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara starts now. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. The sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. In the backfield, Latavius Murray. Huntley takes the shotgun snap. Back to pass. Let's the ball got stripped away. In the air. The Browns fight for the ball. And it's picked up by Miles Garrett. He's gonna score! Touchdown! It's gonna be sick. Alright, everybody, another Browns win, another cardiac kids-esque victory for the Cleveland Browns. I'm Andy McNamara. Holy cow. Uh, unbelievable that reaction video that i do after every game on the sick podcast with andy mcnamara right here on youtube if you subscribe on twitter at sick pod browns at andy mc81 of course tiktok and instagram too at andy mc sports i thought for sure it was done and that's what i love about this team it's never really done like, how many times have we come on this year and been like oh man that was it you're down 17-7 looked flat it's like oh flacco just signed a contract okay now now he starts to decline. Uh, here we go. And then it, it didn't. And then the defense held on. And then the, the the kick, the Hopkins, especially big play on special teams came up. And you got it done. Joe Flacco, 212 yards in the fourth quarter. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? No other Browns quarterback on the roster could do that. He's not perfect, not by a long shot. We know it. We know that. He's 38 off the couch and he's not mobile. Three picks. Second time in his career, he threw a three-interception game and came back. But that's what I've been saying. Nothing surprises this guy. What's he been called through his career? Joe Cool. He could throw three. doesn't matter. Out of his mind. And he leads those drives. Those throws to when Joku and Cooper, my goodness, the, the, the tight window, the one where it went right through the receiver's hands where it was literally like the size, just bigger than the size of a football. And he put it through. Unbelievable. Flacco fever, wacko for Flacco, whatever the heck you want to call it. Absolutely sensational. We're talking Browns. We'll be giving out dog bones. We'll be looking ahead to Houston this week. Next biggest game of the year is the Browns try to clinch a playoff spot. We'll be looking at those playoff clinching scenarios this week. You take a lot, but we'll, we'll look at them. And then, of course, fantasy football, playoff, under-the-wire, waiver-wire pickups, and some dynasty looks with my guy Dan Toomey, who's going to be coming up, actually, right now from Dynasty Nerds, Dan, friend of show. He is back with us to talk some Browns, Cleveland Browns fan, fantasy football expert from Dynasty Nerds. Let's bring Dan up now. Dan, how's it going, brother? Awesome, Andy. Awesome. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. We were just talking real quick before pre-show. It's it's not often as a Browns fan you get so many victory Mondays to break I down. I know you saw on socials your coffee mug. It's getting a little... <laughs> little worse for wear with so much use this year i know i know i'm gonna need a new one from from <laughs> cleveland clothing it's like it's been in immaculate condition the last couple of years then like it's yeah you know it's fine it's there you have to sometimes rinse it out because there's dust in it but no this is getting it is getting worked it's uh it's pretty sweet <laughs> it's almost like a daily driver at this point that's right that's right it's it's uh it was quite a victory and and again what is starting to, to stand out to me dan is with all the good teams over the years, we've seen them, we've seen them. And you look at the record, and after the year, you don't really remember how you win. But if you look at the teams that the wins Kansas City gets, Baltimore, Pittsburgh over the years, Buffalo, whoever, there are so many games like this where they're ugly, but you find a way. And the Browns 
have never been able to find that way. They're on the other, they're the Chicago where the ball's bumbling up and Darnell Mooney's and someone else gets it and you lose, but not this year. Yeah. You know, it's funny is you say that. And, and my first thought about old Browns versus new Browns was that playoff game against Kansas city when Rashad Higgins extends the ball to the goal yeah. line. And yeah. you know, that was kind of the end of that game. And, New look Browns, the ball, it falls the other way. And, you know, Darnell mm-hmm. Mooney doesn't hold on. And, you know, we secure that double, but W, but it's never easy. It's never just oh, <laughs> easy Sunday. Here we go. It's, it's always something, but you know, that's yeah. what keeps us coming back yeah. every week. You know, is that excitement, that a feeling of, of being alive. So amazing win this past week. It, it really is nine and five top wild cards, but let's take a look. Let's give out some dog bones here after that victory. Yeah, and Dan, I'm I'm not gonna put anyone in the doghouse today. No doghouse. It's it's empty. Everyone's clear. Everyone's out. You, you overcome that. Um, a dog bone, I think, for somebody this week and over the past month. Jok, like Dan, this guy is playing at an absolutely unreal level. We talk about Miles Garrett, and we'll get to his defensive player of the year hopes. Um, coming up, but JOK, especially against mobile quarterbacks, which is why you drafted him. This guy's getting like the triple double stats of football. He's getting sacks. He's he's tackling for losses. He's it's he's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. JOK has been been unreal this year, Just all all over the place. And like you said, what we loved uh, about him coming out of Notre Dame was he was like that, you know, mobile quarterback, but on the defense. And obviously, yeah. playing in a division with Lamar Jackson, you think, okay. We said at the time, we're drafting this guy to counteract Lamar. But now we're seeing with the increase in the mobile quarterback, you know, with your Justin Fields, with your Anthony Richardson's, mm-hmm. that a player like Joe JOK is becoming that much more important. Um, you know, and it just goes back to, to Andrew Berry. Like, he's been just nailing these draft classes year after year. You know, we're coming on to, I think, his first draft class is about to reach the end of their rookie contracts. You know, we right. saw Delpit get a big extension already, like – there's not that many players, you know, outside of maybe Jedrick Wills that we are not going to be re-signing going to the future, which is a hallmark of a, of a you know, world-class general manager. Yeah, and I think we got to give some dog bones to Kevin Stefanski. With the offensive line, let's hope that, my goodness. That I was actually going to say, if, if oh. I could give a dog bone out, Bill Callahan, if they had an award for coordinator, yeah. assistant coach of the year, Bill Callahan, he, I mean, he does it every year. If yeah. you've been a Browns fan for a while, you know he's he's taken mud and turned into gold. I mean, let's not forget Wyatt Teller. He was what was he cut from the Bills or we sent like a sixth rounder or something? He was like a fifth, sixth round pick. He was just like a eh, yeah, like a throwaway, and he's turned yeah. him into an All Pro, um, you know, lineman. And you know, thank God he is because he was the only one on the field yeah. on Sunday. Like yeah. we were what down to third, fourth string right tackle, third mm-hmm. string center backup left guard, backup left tackle. Like, you know, it just doesn't phase Bill Callahan because he's got these players playing so great. You know, we saw uh, uh, Blake Hans re- recently, and I though that name sounds familiar. That's the guy that was on the Jets practice squad that we called up during the COVID playoff game. That's right. And he drove to Pittsburgh, didn't even fly. He literally drove to Pittsburgh. <laughs> Bill spent five hours with him, and he helped us beat the Steelers. So had a uh, great game. If I had to give a dog bone out, it's definitely Bill Callahan for the work he's put with this you. season. I'm with you. Hopefully, let's hope Dan a little less work this week. With <laughs> Bito- hopefully, Batonio and he, he was listed as day to day back spasm, so those can flare up, but hopefully manageable. 
Uh, Pochich should, again, be back, hopefully. It was like the next stinger, so that's kind of a an in-between. If you get those guys back against Houston, you know, then then we're feeling then we're starting to feel pretty good about that O line. And let's flip it to the defensive side too, where you had Obo go out, right? We had all those injuries, and who's Alex Wright? You talk about Andrew Barry Trapp. Hey, Alex Wright, go get a sack. Does it? Like it's just it's this mentality, Jim Schwartz, and I, it has to be coinciding with all the winning. But damn, we've just never seen it. We're the team where guys get hurt like this in December, and it's just you're done, and it's unwatchable. Not this year. Yeah, yeah. And the injuries are just a plague across the league right now. Yeah, and you can yeah. see how it really shows you coaching staff is around, staffs around the league, how they're dealing with these injuries. You know, some teams are kind of folding and let the injuries be the end of the season. Some teams are, are you know, thriving. I mean, every time I see people talk about coach of the year, Shane Steichen, like, oh, he lost his rookie quarterback. Like, please stop it. We yeah. lost... So what? <laughs> we're on our fourth quarterback, you know? Like you said, we, we signed Joe Flacco off the couch. Yeah. You know, we're getting production out of him. Um, I mean, unfortunately, Stefanski's name is not as loud as it should be in the Coach of the Year conversation, but mm-hmm. um, I think people do overlook how injury this season has been for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. To do this for and, – and not just squeak in a seventh seed right now. Playoffs start today. You'd have the top wildcard spot. Shane, let's bring up that graphic. Let's see what – the Browns can do this week to clinch a playoff spot. And if it all doesn't, yeah, that's a bit of a, <laughs> it, it's a lot. But even if it doesn't happen this week, then you keep winning. We have the uh, uh, Texans in Houston back home Thursday night against the Jets. Then last game of the season in Cincinnati. So Browns clinch a playoff spot if they win, if Denver loses or ties, if Indy, plus Indy loses and ties, Buffalo lost, Miami tie, and then you can look at the rest. Yeah, and we were saying before the show that this this Texans game is so important because it secures tiebreakers over everyone in the uh, AFC South. Yeah. So that leads to a scenario where we don't actually care who wins this division. You know, uh, not to say, not to talk about doom and gloom, but if we were to lose to the Texans this week, our rooting interest would change and we would actually want the Texans to win that division Yeah, because then we still have tiebreakers over Indy and Jacksonville. Um but can we just say, like, when's the last time we talked about a playoff clinching scenario? COVID with 2020. And even right? that, even that week, it was a member, it was that Maserati call. It was like, you know, Baker the shirt. in the fourth quarter, yeah. like last play. Like that was not a sure thing at all. Even no. playing against Steelers, you know, second, third string players. So yeah. to have this talk early December, it's it's a new, it's a new look. And I like it's, it. It's a new look. I like it too. It's great. Flacco, uh just unflappable getting it done and really again and what stands out to me too dan is everyone like this everyone like this where you suffer injuries coming into the game during the game you're down three picks this team now can confidently go into any scenario in the game and point to it's like we can win this and again this is a new thought for browns fan who is like okay we always lose these well now it's like no we can win this dustin hopkins lines up i'm feeling confident I'm not feeling scared. Like it's, it's a very, it's, it's new, you know, it's yeah. so different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a wild, th- and how nice is it? I got to say, how nice is it for the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback disaster chaos? You're going to Mason Rudolph. Have fun with that Pittsburgh. That sounds like a great old time. I love it. I hope they finish below 500 and miss the playoffs and we're going to stick it to them. Just, just get it, get 
get them off their high horse all the time. They rub it up at so much success. This will be great. I hope I hope it's a total calamity for them. It's just so messy. It's just so messy. Um, and you know what? If we look at the fantasy side real quick, Dan Toomey, of course, from Dynasty Nerds, um, this really is a case where is there that much of a fantasy drop-off when you look at the ineffectiveness of Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, and Mason Rudolph? Because, Dan, I'm I'm seeing that old Spider-Man meme where it's like the, the same Spider-Man's pointing at each other. It's the same guy. Like, does that affect? Does that really affect George Pickens? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that Pittsburgh team is so hard to get a read on because outside of analytics and statistics and everything, like, you know, just the lack of effort we've seen the past couple of weeks, like that yeah. Cincinnati game, Deontay Johnson not even going after the fumble, uh, George Pickens mm-hmm. last week hanging his head low. Um, we talk about how Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Fame coach and his record for keeping these teams above 500 and, you know, dealing with head cases like Antonio Brown and, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster and Chase Claypool. And those attitudes really not popping off till after they leave, you know, Pittsburgh. It's kind of like there's like a crack in the foundation as far as the attitude goes. Yeah. You know, we saw them fire Matt Canada. They haven't fired an assistant midseason in like, I think it's like since the eighties or something yeah. crazy like that. Yeah. So fantasy wise, it's very, very hard to say what this Pittsburgh team is going to mm-hmm. be because, you know, uh, when Mitch came in, I, I thought it was a nice bump for Deontay Johnson because they had a nice connection. We saw like the splits between Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky right. were, were in Deontay Johnson's favor, you know, but now we're bringing in Mason Rudolph and I feel like this game last week wasn't enough data to collect and let's be honest, if you're in your fantasy football playoffs this year, I mean, right now this week, you are a top four team in your league. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you have a very strong roster. And I hope, I hope that Deontay Johnson and George Pickens aren't cracking your starting lineup. Right. Obviously, we talk dynasty, we talk deeper rosters and, and different things happen. But um, I just want, I feel like Steelers are a void. Um, for the rest of the season. Um, unless Jalen Warren, Jalen Warren seems to produce no matter what. Um, the only question is whether he's going to get the workload to be super fantasy relevant. We've seen him be efficient on small sample sizes, but unfortunately the Steelers still have a give the ball to Najee Harris problem because I hate to say it. Uh, you know, you see some clips on film from the past week and just the vision's not there. Just no. he's not looking very he's good. flat. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He's totally flat. Um, yeah, so it's it's an avoid, really, if you can, uh, for these fantasy playoffs. And we'll get to some dynasty top. Let's pull up a, a tweet we got, and you can send out, of course, your questions anytime on Twitter, at SickPodBrowns, at AndyMC81, at DanT underscore NFL. Uh, we'll bring up the hashtag AskAndy question, and you can get um, on Instagram and TikTok at AndyMCSports2. And, of course, leave questions, subscribe to the channel here. So from our buddy, at ThatXRuinGrith, says... I made it this far with Brees Hall and Eckler, but can I trust them this week? My other options are Zamir White and Ty Chandler. Which two would you start in PPR? This is really interesting to me, Dan. And I think really it comes down to the injury designation for Josh Jacobs with the Raiders and Alexander Madison for the Vikings. Yeah, and I was actually talking to somebody at work about this before, and one thing you have to think about, and you have to kind of go beyond fantasy football for this and think about like the league as a whole. Mm-hmm. What do the Chargers want out of these last couple of weeks of the year? You know, Justin Herbert, I haven't seen any news, but hopefully they're shutting him down for the rest of the year. You just He's fired bad. your general manager that's been there for 11 years. You just fired Brandon Staley. What is that 
organization thinking is going to be happening the next few weeks. Now, if for me personally, my goal the next few weeks is to decide who is a charger in 2024. Um, and I hate to say it. I don't think Austin Eckler has a future with that team. I don't know if you've seen, I'm mm. big in the team building. I'm always thinking about the draft and things, but the charges are currently like $48 million projected over next year's cap. And that includes cap hits of Cleo Mack, $34 million, Keenan Allen, $33 million. JC Jackson is not even on the team anymore for $20 million. So there is going to be a gigantic roster turnover in Los Angeles. And if I'm the front office there, I want to use these next three weeks and determine, hey, who are my core pieces? Who am I going to build on going into 2024? And Austin Eckler is not not in that conversation mm-hmm. we, you know we, you watch him and he's definitely lost the step he's not looking quite as explosive and even that offense with easton stick is not putting up any points and i i hate to say but if eckler's not finding the end zone this week and next week like what is he getting for you fantasy right exactly seven eight points in full ppr maybe and that like i said you know do they want to see more out of isaiah spiller do they want to see more of a joshua kelly to get more data and tape to determine if those are their guys next year, because I don't think Eckler is going to be there. So like you said, let's keep our eye on injury reports. It's only Tuesday, still early in the week and Jacobs didn't play, but definitely watch for any press releases coming out of Los Angeles about how this coaching staff is approaching the rest of the Mm. season. If you want, if you see any wording like evaluation, find out what we have in the room. It's going to be um, a, a dog whistle for we're going to start sitting some of these veterans and try to figure out what the younger kids have when it comes yeah. to next year's class. Yeah. Committees. And and then it gets real messy. Right. And, the, and yeah. plus two, you mentioned Easton stick. Good Lord. Like, <laughs> and, and they're pulling up guys like EJ Perry from practice. Like this is this quarterback situation. It really downgrades everybody, right? It downgrades all the receivers. Um, and on top of that, they're you know they're also facing Buffalo, who you know their defense looked amazing this week against yeah. Dallas, which was up until this year, this week, one of the highest scoring offenses mm-hmm. in the league. So, uh, God, Easton Stick, not mm. not it, <laughs> not not great. So I think okay. So if there's so let's say we're let's say we hear the evaluate. I, I like what you're saying there with Eckler. Let's say we want to park Eckler, um, but let's say for fun that Josh Jacobs and Madison are available in at least split roles. I'm pretty, even though the Jets stink, I'm I'm okay playing Brees Hall. We've seen him produce with him. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Brees Hall is a must-start out of that conversation. Yeah, I'm good with Brees Hall. If we have those scenarios where, let's say, it's Jacobs is going uh, uh, and uh, Madison's going, and then you have Eckler floating there, do you lean one to the other? Because the other two, they we saw how impressive they were, and they helped me get through a round of a fantasy playoffs in desperation. I was just blasted with injuries i got those two on my waiver wires and they helped me through but as soon as the starters are back they can just as easily fall away yeah yeah exactly um i i mean i think jacobs is is the way i would lean Mm -hmm. given he's healthy but i also really like zamir white as as a player so yeah you know if jacobs is out i feel like zamir white is is kind of a must play yeah i will give a little nugget this is very deep. This is Ooh. like dynasty deep roster. If you're looking for a desperation flex play. Okay. I must remind everyone that the Philadelphia Eagles will be playing the New York giants this week. Yep. Which means mm-hmm. he's available in a lot of leagues. It's Boston Scott week. Yes. Boston Scott doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, but when he does, it's against the New York football giants. So yep. 
listen, this is, this is, this is not your 12 team home league. This is like, you know, you're deep into the depths of dynasty and you got to fill out your fourth flex spot or something, but Hey, and it's also Christmas day. Have some fun with it. Put balls on your flex, you know, it gives you something to root for. But if you are looking for a desperation flex play, if the injuries are hitting hard, Boston Scott is is my recommendation for this week. I love the Boston Scott. And, you know, you couple that with a uh, anytime touchdown Boston Scott bet. You there know? you go. Merry you know, you, you, you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. You're having, a, you're having a good day. They play the Eagles uh, twice, don't they? Don't they play twice the last three weeks? I, I do believe, yeah, they end their, I think, week 18. They have Philadelphia yeah. again. Interesting. Yeah. What a weird and it happens all the time so okay uh look for let's go over a couple browns uh texans fantasy plays we'll get to some dynasty stuff and we'll we'll wrap this bad boy up devin singletary for the texans has emerged as a lead back damian pierce who boy dan i love this guy coming into the year what a total flop he is just white just done devin singletary's taking over that backfield cj stroud still concussion protocol but he's practicing i think we should assume that he will be playing. Um, you have Noah Brown in. We know Tank Dell's out. Nico Collins floating. Around. Like this is an interesting Texans team where I want some shares on the fantasy side, but it could just as easily with Denzel Ward healthy shutting down a top wideout be an ugly day fantasy wise for Houston. Yeah, and you know, you know, watching the Browns all season, like, do we say that our cornerback trio is? the best in the league is that too much it's right there like i mean newsome we've seen so much good play out of emerson oh, jr so this good. year yeah cameron mitchell with a nice trip up the rookie andrew barry is going to have a very tough conversation this offseason with those three guys yeah it's like listen i love all three of you i definitely don't have the money to pay all three of you um but that we could have a conversation in the spring about about what andrew barry is going to do regarding yeah. that but it makes me worry for all the Houston pass catchers, um, fantasy wise. Uh, like you said, keep an eye on Stroud, see how he's progressing through the concussion concussion protocol. The one thing I will say is the concussion protocol is different for every player. Yeah, uh, most people assume it's like okay, you miss a week because the NFL requires you to, and then you're back the next week. People deal with concussions very, very differently. It's a very case by case basis. Um, I remember. I'm the big Roshan Johnson fan um, for me to get yeah. at the senior bowl. And I was excited for him earlier this year to take over that backfield. And just when he was looking good, he caught a concussion and he actually missed like three, three and a half games due to that concussion. So you have to just don't assume, okay, concussion missed a week. He's out. Now he's back the following week. Like keep a close eye on how he's progressing. If, I mean, if he's practicing on Wednesday, that's going to be the big sign because I mean, as much as we talk about, this is a big game for the Browns. This is just a big of a game for the Houston, Texas. You know, they're still in the middle of a division title. Um, They far from wrapping that up. And then even if they don't win the division, they're still in the wild card hunt. So they are are going to put him out there if they can, but but keep a close eye on, um, you know, any concussion news coming out of Houston this week. Dalton Schultz might not be a bad play for uh, the Texans as well. Tight ends. We know historically the Browns trouble um, with the tight ends, but if only if CJ Stroud's playing, he got next to no love uh, from Case Keenum. And of course, Hey, we were talking dog bones earlier, Dan. Dave, let's talk that David and Joku absolute rock star with Joe Flacco, three touchdowns, just lighting it up. Here's my question for you. Dynasty wise. Is this a sell high time when it comes to, cause Joe Flacco will finish the year. Uh, we know Deshaun Watson isn't coming back. Is this a sell high time over the next few weeks in offseason on 
David and Joko if you're an owner. Because I say that because under Deshaun Watson, who is still rust, this, that, he wasn't that guy. It was under a guy like Flacco. I'm wondering if like we can't just assume next year when Deshaun Watson gets back that David and Joko will continue how he's playing right now. We hope, but we can't assume it because we haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I'm actually I pulled up the contract because now you have me interested. Um, he he's definitely going to be on the team. Um, oh yeah, until the 2025 offseason, so we don't have to worry about that. I, I whenever I get these questions, I always look at the contract first mm. because the money doesn't lie. You know, follow the yeah. money is one of yeah. the dynasty sayings we have at Dynasty Nerds. And you are right. The splits between a Deshaun Watson, David Njoku versus a let's be honest, anybody else. David and Joku are are very different. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's if it's a sell high though time though. You know, I think mm-hmm. we both know David's got a ton of talent. Oh yeah. Um, you know, uh, Amari is going to be there. I'm trying to think all the time ahead. He's going to be there for next year for sure. And I think- thought he I thought there was an out or some big contract thing with Amari next year where he might not. Give me one second, actually. I thought because um, I. I thought there was, and that that's going to be an interesting part of the Browns offseason. If that's if I'm remembering correctly, I think there's either a big contract uh, money bump or an out, or and they can always renegotiate. You know, Amari Cooper's been remarkable. So, so yeah, so the the dead cap for Amari's contract goes from 35 million this year to 11 million the following offseason if if he's cut. So. I think we're going to have a core of Amari, Elijah Moore, David Njoku, and Cedric Tillman, you know, mm. as our receiving group uh, going to next year. So you can kind of, I don't want to say mirror this year's numbers to next year because Deshaun looks, let's be honest, not not great. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure if I have a, a ton of confidence if he's going to get back to that level. You know that that the Haslam's thought they were getting when they made this uh, this giant move. Um. Helping the Texans out, by the way, who are playing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a sell high time for Najoku. I think you're still going to get fantasy production out of him um, going forward. But I mean, obviously, these things are so nuanced depending on where right. your dynasty team is, what kind of draft capital you have, are you competing, are you rebuilding? But listen, if you have a specific situation, a, spe- a specific Najoku question. Uh, I'm happy to answer answer questions on Twitter at Dan T underscore NFL. I'm I'm always always open to answering dynasty questions because it's it's so hard to give such broad advice yes. with such like a specific league to league type of thing. Yeah, everything is is its own its own animal for sure. And let's be honest with the as we start to see the decline of Travis Kelsey, right? He's definitely on the just on the other side of the peak. Um, the tight end spot gets gets really thin real quick. We know this. After Kelsey, TJ Hawkinson. Now, Laporta has been what, – what a hell of a bump for Laporta. Like, I would have to think, Dan, where he's drafted. If we're talking, like, superstars when it comes to Dynasty, a Sam Laporta pickup has got to be right near the top because that guy – we don't see rookie tight ends produce. We hold them for a while, and, you know, then, then they, they show their worth. But this year, my goodness. Yeah, and so – Sam Laporta is easily moving himself into the tight end one conversation. And yeah. I hate to say it, but the tight end two doesn't play in the NFL right now. Um, you probably aren't into your draft coverage yet, you know, which is, which is acceptable because I'm one of the few crazies that does draft content this time of year, but Brock Bowers, the tight end out yeah. of Georgia is going to be a game changer when he gets into the NFL. He's going to be a top seven pick in the upcoming NFL draft, and he's going to be an immediate impact player 
on whatever team he lands on. So, so not to give away draft coverage way too soon, but you know, December, I start to ramp up more and more yeah. with draft stuff. And yes. Yeah, so Brock Bowers is very quickly he's, going he's to be in the conversation for top dynasty tight end from almost day one. That's, that's going to be great to pick up and yeah, get, get some fresh blood in there. Hopefully ramp up that spot. Who's the biggest disappointment before we uh, get you out of here, Dan? Biggest disappointment dynasty-wise going into this year or fantasy football-wise coming in, whether it's drafting or somebody who, you know, over the last little bit, it's like, mm, not so much. Damian, again, I'll go I'll go Damian Pierce because I really, I, I fell hook, line, and sinker for this guy. So I'm going to go more dynasty super flex, you know, with this question, but it, it's got to be Bryce Young. I mean, it's mm. not only the combination of he didn't hit this year, but you know the guy picking after you took C.J. Stroud, and then oh. you're just watching week yep. after week. Stroud looks so amazing. And that's, yeah. you know, I, hey, listen, I drafted a lot of Traylon Burks a couple of years ago and a lot of Jalen Rager the year before mm. that. So I've, I've been in those conversations, you know. Every time I think of Jalen Rager versus Justin Jefferson or Traylon versus Garrett Wilson, I'm right? reminded of these things. <laughs> right? Just hand but, in the card, Philly. What a thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so Bryce Young is is definitely my biggest uh, dynasty disappointment this year. You know? Yeah. And I, I just really don't see um, a path with him getting better at the NFL level because of that size. Like, there's, it's not like you have this, well, let's fail how C.J. Stroud looks, a 6'3", 215, even like a Justin Fields. If Justin Fields leave Chicago, Chicago drafts a QB, go somewhere else. Like you could see a path for Justin Fields under a good coaching staff to get back. We saw some flashy look good to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On Definitely, Sunday, Justin Fields is going to land in a spot next year with maybe not the job, but a chance to earn the job. Maybe you know, Atlanta, like who knows, right? There's lots of spots. Yeah. Well, if it's Atlanta, then we got to get Arthur Smith out of there first. Yeah. Get him. We got Staley. Get Smith. What? That is a fan. That is such a depressing fantasy landscape. Because if you get competent coaching with the Falcons, like then the toys are there. Mm-hmm. There's all the toys. And the, it's defense, all there. and the defense has good bones. It's, it's, yes. it's, it's a good team just waiting for, uh, you know, the, the hot name is going to be uh, Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator. He's going to be the hot, you know, I mean, he was the hot hire last year, but he wanted to go back to Detroit and, you know, finish the job. But he's going to be the hot name this year. And, you know, he's going to have his pick of jobs. And, and it's going to be, does he want to work with Caleb Williams? Does he want to work mm. in a place like Atlanta with all those toys? So that's definitely for dynasty purposes, pay attention to where he lands because it's going to be an upgrade for, for all those assets. Going to be interesting. Dan, thank you so much, man. Hey, Browns. Texans Sunday road game. We know the Browns have played different on the road this year. Not in a good way. Let's hope to get that 10th win and whatever that the, the formula to clinch a playoff spot happens. And hey, it's Christmas Eve. So, yes. you know, what would be a better early Christmas present than a Browns playoff lock-in? Let's go. All right, buddy. Well, Merry Christmas to you and tell people where they can, of course, find you. Dynasty nerds, we know, but uh, plug anything else you need. Yeah. So uh, most of my stuff winds up on Twitter at Dan T underscore NFL. You can find me there. Um, you know, stuff over at Dynasty Nerds. Uh, I'm launching a new project shortly with my buddy Tim. So keep an eye out around the new year for an announcement on that. It's definitely a lot of draft coverage coming from the two of nice. us this uh, upcoming year. Excellent. Cannot wait for that. Dan, thank you, man. Merry Christmas. Talk to you soon. Merry Christmas, Andy. Thanks for having me. All right. There he is, Dan Toomey from Dynasty Nerds, a new project. So keep an eye out on that. Now, this is, uh, he brings up the, the good Christmas gift on Christmas Eve. Remember during... I don't want like bringing up the one and 31 stretch, but in that first season before the winless one Christmas Eve and Oh, who was it? It was the pierogi, uh, the pierogi Prince Joe Thomas coined him. Uh, I'm forgetting the guy's name, the lineman who got the hand at the block, the field goal. 
and the Browns won on Christmas Eve. And I got to tell you, like many Browns fans, I had a tear in my eye that we got the win. I was like, okay, who knew it would be so bad the, the, the following year? But that was a Christmas Eve miracle. Let's have another one, right? This defense. How about Kevin Stefanski talking up, hyping up? Miles Garrett, I've never heard Stefanski be so bold and say this is the best defensive player on the best defense. Like not one of, saying the best. And these officials, disgusting. All across, like we know the officiating bad, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the lack of the, like, accountability with Roger Goodell in the building. How can Roger Goodell be in the building in Cleveland last week and see those officials and think it's okay? How Miles Garrett's being manhandled and no calls. Disgusting. The guy's been held without a sack four games, last two games, mainly because of that. And, and Jim Schwartz is saying, look, this guy's playing the best defense. He's being held. He's being accosted and no calls. Why? Will that change? I hope so. There's got to be There's got to be something. Because Defensive Player of the Year, and I want to know from you guys, do you think that Miles Garrett should be Defensive Player of the Year? We think of it, at least I do, uh, a lot of the time as a sack category. You got X amount of sacks. That's where it's at. That's not all that. We saw Miles bat a ball down. We saw him tackle for losses. We saw him last week get that non-sack sack on the two-point conversion try taken away, right? Like, it's it's there for him. And Miles Garrett right now is number two behind Micah Parsons of Dallas at plus 165. So if you want to make that bet, you can do it from our buddies at DraftKings on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. You use code 6SPORTS. $5 NFL bet. Any NFL type of bet, $5, gets you 150 bucks in bonus money. 150 bucks for a $5 bet. You can bet on that. You could also, now especially if the Browns win and get that top wildcard spot, I'd go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code 6sports, and maybe place a little wager on Kevin Stefanski at plus 1,200 for Coach of the Year. My goodness, with all the stuff he's overcome. Please. Leader in the clubhouse, Dan Campbell. I don't know, like, you know, I wouldn't be surprised by it, but there's a bit of the shine off. Stefanski's winning games on four quarterbacks and a busted up offensive line. Come on. Leads the NFL in injuries first or second. And he's doing all this with that staff. Stefanski's got to be right up there, right? He's got to be right up there. So you can make those uh, wagers at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code SICKSPORTS. So uh, there you go, guys. We got, we're going to get ready for the Texans. Um We'll be doing the weekend show and getting ready Christmas. Remember, there's for your fantasy lineups, uh, the schedule gets a little wacky, right, with it being Christmas. So we got the Thursday nighter. Who is it? Saints. Going to week 16. Saints and Rams. That's that's pretty boring. But both seven and seven playoff implications, division implications. Um, seven and seven for both teams Thursday. Then Saturday we got two Bengals versus Steelers. Can that one be a tie? Mason Rudolph, again, that big idiot blockhead, Mason Rudolph. I hope the Steelers front office think Kenny Pickett and Mason Rudolph are their answer at quarterback for the next five years. Nothing would make me happy because those guys both suck. Mason Rudolph, what a waste. Then you got Bill, the late game, Bills and Chargers. Bills should, Bills are 10.5-point road, road favorites. Oh my God. That should be a smash, just an absolute smash. Light up your Buffalo Bills. And we got all the Sunday games in three – Christmas Day games, 1, 4.30 and 8.15. Raiders, Chiefs at 1. Giants, Eagles, 4.30. Boston Scott game, as Dan brought up. Ravens, 49ers, the late game. Let's hope the 49ers can win that one. Give us a little help. The division still within reach. A long shot, but still within reach. All right, that'll do it. Thank you so much.
for Dan Toomey from Dynasty News for joining us, talking Browns, talking fantasy football strategy. You got any questions? Betting, fantasy football, Browns, you want to bet, whatever. Hit me up on Twitter, at AndyMC81, at SickPodBrowns, Twitter, or uh, Instagram and TikTok, at AndyMCSports. Of course, click subscribe, notifications on for this channel. Check out two great fantasy football league and Christmas gifts. Check out the store. The merch shop for the show is in the show description. You got fantasy football, professional fantasy football player shirt, champion fantasy shirts, Browns gear. Lots of fun. Check that out. Make a great gift. In any case, we will see you next time. Thanks to Dan. Thanks to producer Shane. I'm Andy McNamara. Browns versus Texans Sunday. Let's get that 10th win. Let's go. You've been watching the sick podcast with Andy McNamara. Go Browns! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.